Good morning, America. Welcome to the Rebranding American Culture Podcast. Troll, we take people who typically disagree with each other and let them fully rationalize their opinions in the public square and hash out the details. My name is Corin, a conservative, and I have my co-host Prince, who is moderate slash unpolitical. We hope you guys enjoy the show today, and today's episode is called Announcements and Victory. All right, Prince, how you doing today? I'm straight. You talk fast. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because I, I have a voice for radio. Oh, you like that? Like you just spam through that? I'm gonna say face for radio. <laughs> so that, but you know, uh, hey guys, how you doing today? Hope you guys are all doing all right. We've been on hiatus for a little bit because uh, you know everything's been going on and everyone's had a lot of stuff to do in college, which is the biggest regret of my life. But we're almost through the first year, so hey, might drop out, maybe doubt it but maybe what have you been up to Prince I don't even know how I would um how would you explain it I'm on more of a um, when I'm more on like a realization path so I'm just growing but like you grow every day but this is more so as like being aware of what's happening coming out of a dark dark cloud a dark time and moving forward so that's what's happening that's, with me yeah that, that's good to hear though man we we all go through stuff like that and you know just thank god we all make it through it because a lot of people do not so Man, so uh, for me, I've just been going through a lot of had college, had um, a lot of just new projects coming in. We're actually going to have a couple announcements for how we're going to take the podcast forward today. But uh, before we get started on that, how about we launch it to a, I think we only have really one news story. But as we all know, Republicans have acquitted Trump again. And we have the private citizen, Donald Trump, has been acquitted from an impeachment trial, which we can all verify is definitely illegal because the Constitution does not allow for you to impeach a private citizen. Uh, when I got the news, I felt like playing the 6 9 song. Like, what's that song where he starts like, ah, ah, I don't even listen to 6 9 but it's just like, man, it's 2 and 0. No matter how many times you try to process this man he don't lose and uh i'm sure they're gonna try to put him up for a criminal trial and that's not gonna go through either i doubt it so big success for us there were a total of seven republicans that joined the 50 democrats to convict them which uh of those seven we expected Mitt romney i don't believe if liz cheney went through i thought he was dead yeah Mitt Romney, oh, no. I thought he died. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's old, but he, he's just a guy who like claims to be conservative. Every once in a while, he likes to lean over to the other side and be like, you know what? This ain't that bad. I'm like, ah. Yeah, nobody likes him. But like, he, I guess that's, he's the only thing. Well, he he's the center of Utah, so you can't really expect much from Utah. 
But did you see the news article where like Utah was like, we're giving our students the option to opt out of Black History Month. Happy Black History Month, by the way. Or as I prefer, Happy Black Race Hustler Month. Did you just do the a dinging thing? But yeah, just could you imagine? Somebody just like, that? oh yeah, we gonna give you the option. What hear what? It was like a like a I like a bell. I heard a bell. It was like like a little ding 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 thing. I think that's on you. That's on me. I ain't, I ain't got no bell around here. <laughs> okay. I guess I'm going through something. Alright, continue. I heard something like it, but like the bell, I don't have a bell over here. But it was just like Yeah, no one likes Pitt Romney. Uh I, I I'm hoping someone primaries against him next time he's up for election, but I doubt it. It's Utah. Utah don't don't do much. They just kinda hear. Like guaranteed, they're probably gonna vote for Republican elections, but they don't do much. They're just kind of there. But yeah, um, so a couple of big announcements we have today, guys. Gonna launch straight into them. First of all, want to announce that uh, this will be the end of season one for the Branding American Culture podcast. So. Next Sunday, we should be recording for season two, official season two. Going to have new music, new prospects, new guests. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. We're just going to be trying our best to up the production value and just create a altogether better program for you guys to watch. And in fact, one of the biggest announcements we have is that we're taking our fans and we're bringing them into the podcast sphere. So if you're someone who enjoys the podcast who likes listening to the podcast and have opinions whether you agree or you disagree then you're gonna have a chance to come here talk with us have conversations with us and air out your opinions this isn't a debate show we're not here to do gotcha moments but we're here to take people no matter what their view is whether they be left right in the middle independent and we would love to have plenty of our guests come on and we just talk have decent conversations because i think what this platform is most important about is just having people on, having those conversations. And I also wanted to make it very clear that we're also going to start talking a lot more about the culture war. Like, like while this just started out to be a majority politics podcast, I think it's very important that we just discuss things that go on in our day-to-day lives, lives that involve the culture, because when we have one party that's held onto the culture for so long, it's been very hard for us to change and to improve as a society. So it's also going to be a chunk of the show now. So remember you guys to, uh, you can DM us or email us. Both of those options are going to be in the description down below. So if you have anyone who wants to come onto the podcast, if you want to send a friend to your podcast and have them listen, and maybe they might be a guest on it, feel free to email us, DM us, like, subscribe, leave a comment, because we are going to be coming in bigger than better than ever, 2021. How you feeling about that, Prince? We might get some people to yell at us, you know? <laughs> I would uh, hope I don't get yelled at, but I mean... You get used to it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's how that works. I mean, maybe, but I'm open to it. 
Anybody who wants to join in? You, so what? Next week, we're going to have a artist on, and we're going to, as well as talk about his new music, we're also going to be talking about just music culture, like, especially when it comes to, like, the black community. That way, because we have the most opinions on it, just going to be discussing how it's changed, and how it grows, and how it affects our daily lives. And that's going to be very important to talk about in terms of the culture war, since music is one of the most important things when it comes to just culture and just how our society progresses, because music comes right alongside of it. But uh, anything new new for you, Prince? Any new music you listen to? Like anything just new that you've seen in the culture of uh, the good old U.S. of A.? Um, well, you do have the movie that came out not too long ago called Judas and the Black Messiah that has... Oh, yeah, I heard that. Uh, Posthumous. No, I haven't seen it. Posthumous. I don't know if I'm saying that word right. Nipsey Hussle verse on it with Jay-Z, which I wasn't expecting to hear Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, they had a bunch of people on there, didn't they? Yeah, and I haven't seen the movie yet, but if it's if it's as good as they say, if it matches the roster that was on the soundtrack, soundtrack. it should be it should be something. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely interesting, specifically especially coming from just like the Black Panthers and they had plenty of good and plenty of bad and it's just also just it's really good like seeing this piece of history and even though it's probably going to be a bit more slanted towards the good I think it's important that we just understand that as we go through the different times in this country and as we continue to grow and heal and become even better than it was before that we understand that even though some people like even though they might have a certain ideology that we disagree with or they might like have led less than moral lives that they're fighting for the good of something and they're actively trying to promote it without committing just complete and utter violence and dissolution, then it's important to hear from them, even if we don't agree with them politically. I didn't know the Black Panthers were socialists. I did not know that. But what can you do? And they leader. Didn't we talk about that leader one time? The I, leader? I can't say what he did. It's like a, one of the leaders from the Black Panthers. I can't say the word. Remember I told you about like he was doing a certain thing to black women to practice on white women later? No, no, I don't remember. I'll, t- I'll tell you, by the way. The best thing I can tell you is forcibly hug. <laughs> oh, Jesus okay. Christ. That might have been a rumor. I hope it was. Because Jesus Christ, does that really look bad on your resume? <laughs> so is the leader of some crazy stuff, too. They claim to be fighting for good. The next thing you know, the leader's just in a scandal. I wonder, like, how uh, did the you, Lincoln Prize. How do you join the Black, Black, Black Panthers? Like, was it like a you send in this letter and be like, I want to join? And they just be like, yeah, come on in. I don't think that's the type of organization you send an official application letter to. <laughs> I would love to see the movie, though. It's just interesting, like, seeing a black coalition. And, like, they were, like, some of the first. They were, like, the first group to storm the Capitol. Fully armed. and No one died, which was awesome to see. As in comparison to what happened on January 6th. 2021 
I just want to say that we're all disavowing it. We can't stand for violence in this country, no matter who it comes from. It's important that we maintain law and order and just focus on building the country in a better image than what we see now and what we've seen before. Because if we continue down the pathway of political violence, then we only serve to further the destruction of the country that we love so much. Did you see a lot about the January 6th riots, Prince? No, no, I didn't. Good thing to me. Probably because January 6th was spent under a rock, so. Can't get mad at you there. That's what I, that's what I was like for like most of the impeachment trial. It was just like, oh yeah, it's happening again. They're going to, you know, BS their way through it gonna lie a lot and then he's just gonna end up getting acquitted like I, I i don't know who thought it was gonna actually go through but speaking of the culture war if you want to open up that instagram post i sent you now oh boy okay Let's see here mm-hmm. nba basketball players Steph Curry on Valentine's Day. I think that was the day before. It was two days before. No matter. But (laughs) this man, this grown man, this pillar of the black community, posted pictures of his wife in a naked photo shoot. And while she did cover up all of the naughty bits it still stands that by god what is you doing you married i don't know about you but i would not let my wife do naked photo shoots i don't know where the thing about um, what's your take on this the thing about uh steph carey is that i don't see him as a pillar in the black community highly but the funny thing about it is that his uh wife she, I remember her saying that she was mad she didn't get as much attention from um, males as she wanted. Yeah, I remember that. So she like, said she wanted groupies, like how Steph got groupies. Though, um, my only problem would be her face, really, because it's just it's just awkward to me. God, I personally don't like. I wouldn't really care if like I had a wife or girlfriend but like well, I want to do this for my photo shoot like I mean by all means go ahead Did you post it on your account though when I post it is uh support well I don't be on social media. I didn't even what I posted as on as for support yeah I support her but I mean she has to support my only fans so also this woman tweeted not too long ago just a couple of years ago about and she was mocking women who took photo shoots with no clothes on only to now do this <laughs> that's, that's I mean so now you were hypocrite man I mean that's a lot of the celebrities or anybody that's famous or what a lot of them do not all but a lot of them do 
So it's not surprising. Yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting just seeing what, how do you go from talking about how much you, like, you mock people who took pictures and photo shoots like this. Then you went on, like, what, Red Table Talk? You talked about how you wish you had more attention from men. You want groupies. It's just like, what? What does marriage mean? Like, why are you so focused on getting attention from other men? Well, you got a, a husband that's a famous NBA star like that. You've reached the cream of the crop. And then you over here worried about all these other dudes. And then, like, I was reading, like, the comments of the post. And there was, like, one woman who said, well, what did you guys expect? She's a, like, again, apparently she was a virgin when she met Steph Curry. And they got married. And she only has been with him and like he was basically basically making the case that women are going to act like this and she didn't she didn't want to say it but a guy in the comments said that they want they're going to be unsatisfied with the partner no matter what they make or what they do and this lack of modesty is i think is one of the biggest issues in terms of the culture now with the hypersexualization of it it's just I, I can't support these type of uh, notions. I don't th- like. I'm not even like a prude. I just don't think that it's it does anything good. I don't think seeking attention from pe- other people outside of your relationship, which is marriage, which is a very sacred thing. I don't think that's. I think it sets a bad precedent. Cause cause at the end of the day, no matter what you think, that's Aisha Curry. She married to Steph Curry. They got money. They chilling right now. But how many young girls gonna be out here working at Subway doing your nine to five? Now you trying to post pictures like this, looking for attention? Nah, nah. It's, that ain't it. It's not. Right. <laughs> like I, I mean, maybe maybe she isn't looking for attention. No, that's what that's what she said though. For the with the photo shoot, she's. I'm thinking. I'm thinking she for, the, for the photo shoot, but she's went on record several times talking about how she wished she had more sexual male attention. Oh yeah, I know that from people outside of her husband. Yeah, I know. I that. can't imagine what this is for, other than that. Maybe she just. Uh, maybe they not to. Maybe they got a Will Smith. Jada Pickett situation thing going on, you know. Maybe they just. Uh, I think a lot of Hollywood a, couples is like that. Maybe they're just in an entanglement. <laughs> I don't understand that, man. What's the, what did you get married for? Status? Like, was like, did Aisha Curry have a career, or like, was she like fashionable and like popular before she married Steph Curry? I doubt it. Most um. So. Most of their most of the male celebrities women aren't anything big or are just coming up. Whenever they find them, if they haven't been with them prior to them blowing up, so I didn't. She didn't exist before him, really. And what's I mean, what's the man going to? Even if he don't like it, you can't divorce her now. You got all the money. If she she gonna treat you like how like you know how Kim did Kanye, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West recently just got divorced. That man is losing millions of dollars, losing houses. 
I don't think it's been confirmed they've been divorced. No, it's been confirmed. It was like, well, I can't say it's been confirmed because I I read it on like magazines, but like they're they're in a legal a legal settlement right now trying to decide how they're gonna split up all this wealth. So I'm pretty sure it's official now. I I can check. No, it's almost as if like his wealth is just adding on to hers because he didn't really make her famous. Ray J did so. Yeah, she's like she's a she's an amber rose. She just an accessory. <laughs> Kanye can't move on. She said Kim Kardashian moves on from Kanye West, ready to date again. Didn't you just get divorced like less than a month ago? That don't stop what? everybody. I don't even, like y'all ain't y'all ain't even finalized the divorce and you talking about dating. God, Jesus Christ. I would love to say like if I ever got famous, I wouldn't date a famous famous like female, but it's like it don't even matter. Cause it, as soon as they as soon as you they become a part of your wealth, now all of a sudden they important. It's like the first lady. I really don't care what you have to say. You kind of just hear it. Uh, but hey, uh, I don't. It's it's crazy. But it's just like yeah, like you ain't finalized a divorce. Yo, what about your kids? Uh, maybe they just don't care. Or maybe they do care, but they... Well, when he said about the abortion. I think, like, an abortion, they were trying to, like, put it... She was trying to put him in, like, a mental home or something. Uh, Kanye's an interesting guy, you know? I feel like Kanye's... Kanye's been the same Kanye we've always known. It's just come to a point where... People dislike what he's saying or doing more. He's always something that somebody disliked, though. Yeah. He always did something that somebody didn't agree with. I don't know that. The man has always been a genius when it's come to music and all of that, so. Okay, so it says rumors of the divorce. I don't believe it's been finalized yet. Probably not. Maybe they're going to try to fix it. Maybe they won't. I mean, who cares? Okay, so here's a quote. I'm not, they don't say where for. I'm getting the article from Cinema Blend. It's like, Kim is great. She has a Valentine's Day celebration plans with her kids and family. She likes to make it special for the kids. She doesn't have any contact with Kanye. It's obvious she is just focused on the future. I never got that. Like, you know, like, single people, they be like, man, me and Valentine's, I'll spend the time with my kids. It's like, that's cool. That's great. But shut up. Here's another thing, right? Random, but it just came back to mind. What? Good dads are hard to find. Bad dads are very hard to find. No dads. It's dime a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
I feel like even if they did split, even if they did split, it wouldn't change anything that Kanye has going on. Yeah, Kanye got a whole, like, house in, like, Wyoming. Like, and then he, like, he... he, I do believe he has property. Yeah, I do believe he has property down there. Say, if you got property... If they do get divorced, it's gonna get split up. <laughs> Maybe. And that's that's the thing. Like I used to be like really like conservative, like my thinking, like really like focused on like, okay, I'm gonna get married one day. But like half the time, because like I said, like if I want to have kids, I gotta be married. I like I can't like like my focus like in life is to be better than what I had as a kid. And so if if I'm going to get a girl pregnant, then I have to be a father figure because I didn't have it when I was growing up. But it's just like with the way life is now, the way like the the world has been built up now for like the past few decades, it's just like it's it's hard to just be like, yeah, I still want to get married. Like I don't even... Like we're both in relationships. Do you? I don't even talk about like the idea of marriage at all. Like I might like make a joke, but like just to sit down and have a conversation on getting married, it's like nah. I don't nah, believe in um marriage really. I don't know. It's always seemed like a scam to me. Like <laughs> you marrying somebody I don't believe, like, just so they could be in a marriage, and just so they could get everything that's yours. No, I feel like if we get married, we ain't even got to do a whole celebration. We just know that we at this point in time where uh, the relationship is evolving. We're getting yeah. to that uh, at a different point in how we are as a person, and we're no longer at the. Uh, girlfriend, boyfriend stage, or I like you, I like you too stage. We're we're going growing beyond. You might even be growing beyond the I love you stage. Like there's a, there's a stage beyond that. You're no longer yeah between two now you're one. But a lot of people um they don't understand that though. Maybe not even like, not, not so that they just can't do it. it. Yeah, that's true. They just can't do Plus, it. Like, have you like heard of like this culture thing where like there's a lot of people going around like everybody has to have a whole face? What? They don't have to, but the, the problem is that see you have media that or not necessarily media, but life like this what you grew up change. around media life in the world as it is now. It's like they okay, so you have going up to let's say certain celebrities everybody listens to a celebrity for whatever reason like i i i mean i focused on the celebrity which was tupac but that's because he took the place of a father that i never had but i don't i don't focus on them as if they're in my life but you have those who like um he needs to get you a Birkin bag or I'm going to be a hot girl or like whatever else like they don't need the mail so now they don't want them like it's just is they're being molded to be against or just use us. Like I remember having a conversation with a um girl whose name I forgot, but 
she was like, I'm bisexual, but I'm not, I don't get with males. I just use them for sexual purposes. And I'm like, I mean, I, that's, I mean, if y'all are both consenting adults, y'all both understand the terms, I guess, pop up. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's cool, but I mean, what if I be like, yeah, I'm just, I don't, I don't like females. I just like, the, you know, like it cheeks. Beat the cheeks and then hit the, the streets. Like I don't get <laughs> No, like if I just like I want to beat the cheeks and hit the streets, then I, it's gonna be a problem. But if yeah, if they say this, it's all right. Like oh yeah, it's all good. Nah, but yeah, the way they set the up, spendability like, culture that but the, men have, it's just the, like go ahead. The, the way they set up is like it's okay to do this. It's okay to use them. It's okay to be like you don't matter. Nah, but go. <laughs> Yeah, it's just the expendability culture. It's just like men are expendable because we go out, we fight wars, we do the hardest jobs that are like physical, like we're supposed to be like the protectors. And it's just like to some degree, like we've established that those are things that are important and those things just might be okay. We are the stronger sex in terms of physicality. We are the people who typically go into war due to that reason. But like the just the idea that we become expendable, and are now just treated like straight up garbage is just we've seen like how the culture is pushed too far, out of bounds, and we're seeing just this because like you know we see women are like they claim to be like the most oppressed and like they're going through all this struggle, but then we see how like the privileges of being a female in today's society. Like how you were saying, just like she uses men for just sexual pleasure. If a dude said that, he would be called a sexist. That man would lose his job and his life would be destroyed. But a girl can say a bitch just like, well, okay, that's sexual freedom and just all these different movements that just allow for the hypersexualization of not only men, but women. And I think it's just overly just let our culture and us as a society towards more negative things. Like the U.S. right now has a dying population. Like we're not having as many kids, especially kids in a marriage situation, not just kids at a wedlock. And because now our, our population is aging and a lot of different just economic problems, as well as cultural problems come out of having a culture where we don't believe in having kids, especially kids in a married situation like we're like we have the the toxic narrative of like climate change how if we have like people are cancer like we have left kids that we're really doing the world a favor but it's like there's no evidence directly tied to that it just leads to people having less kids we're having like now that we devalue the meaning and just the especially like the christian just culture of marriage well, now we're having more kids at a wedlock. So now we're not having kids that are being cared for in the best way possible. And it just leads to overall just negative downturn. And I think it's very important that we try to bring back this culture. Um, I feel like we're unable to... No, uh... I personally don't want kids. I mean, I...
too, but at the same time, I don't, because it's like I have to bring them into a world that will not show them any compassion whatsoever. And I like, it's just not, it's not like, yeah, this is the place you want to be, and now you have to figure out how to make it so they'll be okay in this ever-changing place we call Earth. Yeah, I can see that sentiment. Like, it's it's for me, it's just a real focus on me being the best possible. Like, if I do decide to have children, and, like, I'm, like, willing to make the sacrifices where I'm not, like, having, like, a whole bunch of sex like certain people are. Like, that's, like, I know, like, your position on it, but, like, that's the big reason. Like, there's always disagreements when it comes to pro-life and pro-choice and the abortion argument that sometimes people have to make the sacrifice of not being a very highly sexual beings because it can lead to those unwanted pregnancies will lead to people committing those acts of what we believe to be just murder or just evil, which is abortion. And the thing, the thing that does that is a hypersexualized culture. We're not like, I don't know when it became uncool to not have use condoms. Like, I don't know if you've experienced this, but like how many times, I can't tell you how many times I heard, like, oh, I don't use condoms. They don't feel the same. It's like, yeah, but you're not having a kid. It's like, would you rather pay, like, 18 bucks for condoms or pay for a kid for 18 years? Like, these are the same people who are deadbeat dads because you wanted to mess around with no condom or not just be safe. And it's just, it don't make sense to me. The people have grown from being, especially from the earlier times where life was a lot harder, but we a lot more sacrificial. We were a lot more responsible to now. You can just go balls to the wall, have as much sex as you want, have as many partners as you want. And we don't understand that there's been several studies that are saying that you're a lot less likely to have successful successful relationships and successful marriages the more sexual partners you have. So we have people who still like believe and like like there's a vague a vague feeling of the american dream because it's very hard to get rid of that which has been ingrained in our culture especially for young women and they're like being taught to be hypersexualized and have a whole phase and do all this and then by the time they get to the age where they want to settle down well no like no men are going to want to settle down with someone who's had those experiences and now you're 30 ish 40 ish and now you want to settle down but, but the whole town has had you i don't see why you'd be desirable anymore. And I think the same thing goes for men. We've seen it in the studies. It's the same for them, but it's a lot easier to have this conversation since we both like girls. Okay. Um, I feel like at this point in time, it's a lack of control. The lack of real responsibility that creates the problem that like, I see like if you if you're dealing with these type of people especially those that would be in our generation that um oh that's different I think my eyes just got worse <laughs> but oh, Jesus Christ. um I lost you my train of thought, Our too. generation. Our generation, like, a lack of self-control. 
generation had the guidance that those before us did, then maybe we'd be on a better path. If we were thinking more and doing less, maybe we'd be on a better path. But for some reason, we don't do that. I and think like that's my like, gripe with um. Also, before okay. you continue, I also feel like, see, we have a family that's like, I want to give my kids what I didn't have. But I think sometimes while doing that, you sheltered them too much. And they're sheltered from certain things that they should be exposed to. Because when they're not exposed to it, when there's no exposure, they're not going to know what's going on. Like, I have a cousin, some cousins out. Who's um who's Molly? She's not uh they're not like paying any or any bills or helping with any of that. They're not doing anything. They're just there as they've always been, out of school beyond the age of yeah. eighteen. They're just around. They're may or may not be prepared for certain things that come in life and may make some mistakes. Like they might have a kid before being married, which is just from somebody they just happened to get with because they just stuck on party BS like. There's, yeah, there's like a very party culture part of the that the modern culture and it's kind of why surprising I never, seeing how people react. That's why I never say I want to give my kids what I didn't have. No. I just don't want them to deal with the like, same. Like, what do you like, feel like that means? I just I just don't want, if I have kids, I, I'm not going to give them what I didn't have. I, or, I just don't. I will, but I don't want them to deal with like the little side things I had to deal with. Like, like the emotional turmoil or like constant anger and hatred towards yeah. everybody. Like I want to avoid that. I want hardships to not like, cause you have to go through. I just want you to go through so you can understand. Right. I don't want you to be like, Oh, I'm what hungry. Thing? I don't got no food. No, not that. That's not something I'm saying do, but it's like, yeah. I'm not gonna, they're not going to be sheltered. You're not going to be spoiled. Yeah, like you don't want to like, like be that. like spoiled. Yeah. No, like you got to be yeah, like, like when I, I say like now. give kids. Yeah. Like when I say like I want to give my kids like the things like I did have. I mean like a stable father figure. Like you know living in like a better neighborhood than what I grew up in. Like being allowed to have better education compared to our current school system that we went through for 12 years like like, I want to set you up for, like, success. Like, I'm not the person that's going to spoil you because I'm cheap as a mother. <laughs> like, I'm a cheap bastard. Like, I'm not about to, I'm not saying I don't, I don't spend money, but it's just, like, I'm not, like, spoiling you is only going to lead to your detriment. It's, like, you can't give, especially kids, too much or too little. Like, I'm just focused on setting you up for the best possible way because only, like, the best way to avoid returning to poverty is to, Maintain a job, graduate high school, and not have kids until you get married. So, and I think that's a lot of like we've missed out on a lot of those steps. And it's important that I do those things so I can be a good example. Like, you can't raise kids with only one parent. Like, I, it's, it's apparent through studies and just what we've seen through my personal experience. I'm sure you have personal experience that we need to have those two parents in the household like that's what I mainly mean when I say give you what you what I didn't have it wasn't like a purely just material thing or like okay you got the new game system or like you know you you're not like working like I, 
even if I like get rich and famous, I still want my kids to have their own adventures into the world of business and culture and explore. Like it's not like a very like sheltered idea because I know if you shelter kids too much, well then they're like the birds are never gonna want to leave the nest, or they're not gonna be able to develop to become independent. So like that's what I mean when I say give kids my kids what I, I didn't have. I see where you're coming from. Another thing I want to say is we're, like we say, we're we're pretty much done playing with big tech's rules because, like you know, we're we've been like I've been trying to like create ads for our um, social media for a while now. And then, like, they did all the meddling with the election, and, like, they blocked a lot of people from making ads. If you had pro-conservative content, if you had certain hashtags, they wouldn't let you to be promoted, or they would, like, shadow ban your content, so you wouldn't get as many views, and it's just, like, we're we're done playing by the rules. Like, I'm going to put the pro-conservative tags, these pro-Trump tags, I'm going to make sure that we spread our audience because it's obvious just by trying to play with the rules they still didn't want to give us the same level of respect and the same level of opportunity to grow our platform so with the announcement of us having season two coming up soon it's uh, like we're done playing with the big rules we're going to make sure we have everything backed up that way if they try to deplatform us we're always prepared to move on to a new platform but as far as just trying to be really tight in their guidelines to try to get some sort of menial goals from promoting our content because there have been, I've seen several people promote content that have political stuff now, but they're still holding those tight rules. We're still getting a, a whole bunch of different like fact checks and all this stuff. And just like, oh, this is misinformation. We're getting a lot of this just negative energy and this negative effect to our platform. Now we just, I think it's important that we all fight for what we believe is right and figuratively we're not having a call to violence. But it's like we're, I'm, I think right now I'm done playing with Instagram rules for as far as our podcast content. Like I'm here to make political stuff. I'm here to talk about the culture where I'm here to have all of these things and just trying to make sure we get the right amount of normal people content by avoiding having certain tags and certain hashtags and all that stuff and avoiding certain topics. I think now we have to just, if we really want to grow our platform, we're just going to have to go balls to the wall and just have as much opportunities as possible. You got anything else to add, Prince? Yeah, but anything like other topics talk about? Cause, like this was gonna be a short podcast today, so you had any other topics you want to talk about? Like feel free to go off. Mm, nah, not this time. Next time for sure, we, but not this time. No. Let's say we could do a topic. Just say F Black History Month. <laughs> um, I don't feel that strongly about it. No, I just um. School made me really dislike it, though. I love knowing about black people and what we did or what went on in the past. 
not the far, far back past, but I enjoy knowing about it. It's just, it's not like I don't know what's happening or what's going on. I'm aware, and I feel like if you're going to have a Black History Month, you should be more pointed towards trying to figure out what's going on with Black people in present day, as opposed to being like, Martin Luther King did this. Yes, we know. We talk about it every year. But what about what's going on right now? Because Martin Luther King ain't stopping nothing that's happening right now. So, for me, I think it's it's important to talk about like this, like like Black history is American history. I think it's very important that we incorporate it into the actual like American curriculum because, and like I was talking like to people like before about this topic, but by taking God and like Christianity out of our culture and out of our history textbook, not only did we lose a lot about what made this country great and the things that we did in order to improve this country, especially during like slavery times, but we also lost a lot of like black people because a lot of black people, they moved forward and they were, not only were they war heroes, not only were they doctors, but they were very, passionate Christian, passionate Christian pastors, and by taking away God out of this equation, we're just, we're losing so much black history, we're losing so many important things on how this country was built, because we're so focused on trying to be secular, and avoid the very notion of what we created, and I think as people, especially for the black community, because how many times do we hear the argument well, oh, we, we shouldn't be relegated to a month or it should be more integrated. Well, it's like you vote for the people who get, who like the last voting cycle, you vote for the people who are going to help form this different policy. We, we When we have Democrats controlling the entire education system, making all the policy changes, yet you keep raising up that point and nothing changes and you want to call the history system racist. Well, who's the real racist here? And maybe instead of just circling in a name or do, hitting a check mark, maybe it's time that we actually come, we protest peacefully, of course. We have like recall audits and we just actually bring it to the people who are making this policy because I think me and friends have experienced this, but when we were like just before we left high school, they changed the curriculum. It's just a bunch of nonsense that we weren't even supposed to get. It was supposed to be for um, the younger kids in our in my in our high school, and in all of them, our all the um, district's curriculum, and it effectively just halted a lot of learning for everyone because it was focused on more on teaching people how to learn how to learn through group based context and by yourself and to avoid having teachers teach it and that. It's like, what is that going to do to help us? And now we have the pandemic and schools are still closed. Well, who is that going to affect the most? The people who can afford to put their kids in private school or can afford to homeschool them? Or is it going to affect poor people in America, which is going to be primarily people like minorities and black people? So I think it's important that we fight for schools to be reopened. There's no science saying the children are dying at a mass scale or, or getting infected at a mass scale or being able to transfer the virus at a mass scale. So I think not only for all students, but specifically minority students and poor students, those are the people who are going to be affected, who are going to be pushed back behind. We see how online schooling is not effective. 
We see how it's terrible for our kids. Suicide rates are rising amongst teenagers, depression, all of this. We had like a lot of young people lose their lives last year. And you can attribute some of that to not being able to go to school and have those support groups. Groups just simply by talking with friends or being in that structured environment. So now you expect them to sit on the screen for the entire time. I think it's very important that we talk to our educational directors and we let them know that if you truly are in support of what you say, Black Lives Matter and Black history is important, then let's not go down in history for putting so many young black children and young just young american children behind because of foolish science and what virtue signaling i guess that's the best i could tell you because there's no science behind it in terms of children but yet i think that's in the long run that's something that's going to be very important for several people to take up that mantle if we want to improve the culture, we're going to have to take a serious look at our history books. But it's, it's like, for, for me, like, Black History Month, it's just, it's just a bunch of, like, race baiting, race hustling, and just, like, you, like, as you get to, like, the later stages of your education, especially if you want to go into college, we're teaching a lot of racial segregation, just racial division, and at the end of the day, I think by creating hatred amongst the groups, like black and white, that it's going to lead to more racism, not to solving any issues. It's only going to lead to more negatives. Anything else to add, Prince? No. Pretty much expressed all of my thoughts up to this point. Well, I think, you know, this is going to be a short podcast, so I want to think we can uh, wrap this up, actually. So just want to remind you guys for the announcements. Season two is coming. You know, we're going to be back better than ever. Make sure you like and subscribe all of our content. Like, follow us on Instagram. Be sure to DM us or email us if you would like to come onto the podcast. We're going to be inviting guests starting next season, starting I believe in like two weeks. So if you guys are want to become a part of this program, we're going to be creating a new logo. We're going to have, I'm going to try to run, not like I doubt I'll be able to get ads up, but I'm going to try to make a few targeted posts. That way we can try to get that more civil engagement. But uh, just be prepared for a bigger and better rebranding American culture podcast. I just want to thank you guys so much for watching. Prince, if you want to, like if you have anything you want to add, like if you want to, anything you're doing currently but I think that's going to be wrapping it up for us today look forward to us to that's it just be prepared follow us on okay. follow us on Instagram at the Rebranding American Culture Podcast subscribe to our YouTube channel follow us on Spotify because if you follow us on Spotify you're going to be getting the podcast earlier hope you guys enjoyed a lot so much this time we're going to be coming back and have longer podcasts of course we're going to be coming out better than ever make sure you dm us or email us if you want to join the podcast bigger better than ever season two of the rebranding american culture podcast will be coming soon 
stay strong and continue to fight the culture war and uh, save our country. So, thank you guys so much for watching. This has been the Rebranding American Culture Podcast.